Bill Nealon. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Oh, I love that shirt. Very dapper. Well, thank you, my friend. I have a close <laughs> friend who helped me update my wardrobe. Well, and you can see that she is the style maven, and she's kind of coached me along. So I'm improving little by little. <laughs> but i got to say, man, you look radiant today. Your skin, wow, your skin just looks great all the time. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, you know I have a cosmetics line. It's a natural herbal luxury soap line called Faded Dream Cosmetics All Natural Soap. I don't use any makeup. I don't wear any kind of anything on my face. <laughs> and it's because of my natural soap. I usually break out. So if I don't use that soap, then I'll be looking a hot mess. But when I do use it, my skin looks as flawless and natural as it is today. <laughs> well, yes, and thank you because several months ago, she returned me on to her products, and I have found my skin has just been rejuvenated. And I had a lot of sun damage uh, from years and years in the sun, and she encouraged me to give this a try. And within like the fourth day, guys, I saw a difference in my skin. And we, we documented it. We took photos and so forth. And it really does get deep into the pores, tightens up the skin, hydrates the skin. And I just never was much of a skincare guy, but I've become so now. And it has really made a difference. Boy, there's the example. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, if you guys want to purchase any of these products, please go to FadedDreamCosmetics.com and you can order yours today. <laughs> Well, Shira, I got to tell you, I was talking to a buddy of mine from Atlanta, mm. and uh, he's really thinking about embarking on a restaurant, opening up a restaurant. Okay. And I was just surprised. I've known this couple a long time. His wife just had so many objections, and she had so much negativity, and just was listing all these buts and all these mm. ifs and what ifs. And, and, and my buddy was really, I mean, it's his passion. It's what he's always wanted to do. He's getting ready for retirement. But he's always had the idea of a little diner, a little restaurant he wanted to do. And I, I felt so bad that his wife doesn't seem to be behind it. So she's being a big kind of Debbie Dobby. Yeah. Yeah, she is. And, uh, you know, sometimes we got to be our own cheerleaders. Yeah. You know, having to, you know, giving someone your doubt is horrible. Why, why would you want to kill someone's dream like that? If he wants to own a boat or buy a restaurant... Why not? I get that sometimes finances and things may get in the way, but it's let that person live and have their dream. I mean, who are we to, to crush someone else's dream? And I get it. Some people say, you know, I'm your friend. I'm just, I'm just looking out for you. But there's, there's a difference between looking out for you and just, you know, poo-pooing on all over your plans. That's, that's horrible. And maybe it's because they may have failed at a venture they had. So now they're going to they're gonna advise you. Well, you don't have the right to do that, like you said. You yeah. really don't. And and don't squash someone's dreams or, as you were saying, and sometimes they will do it in a benign way, kind of a friendly, advising way. But the intonation and the innuendo is, you know, you're not going to make it. You're not going to do why, well, you know. And, like, I'm just giving you friendly advice, but it's not supportive. Yeah, and, you know, who who is someone, especially if they're not in the same field you're in, to tell you that you can't do something? You know, think, think about us. Our book, My Journey with the Iron, this book started out as just a dream. <laughs> and we, we, we went to restaurants. We were writing completely different things than this book. And one day, Bill said to me, hey, I want to write a book. Okay, let's do it. We had no aspirations, no goals. We were just going to write a book. And if 10 people bought it, 
hey, 10 people bought it. If, you know, if 10 people came to our book launch, then 10 people came. We were going to be happy with whatever happened. And from the, the publishing of this book, it has been in the, it is now in the Library of Congress in D.C. And trust me, we didn't even think it would go there. We didn't, we didn't think about it. We just put the paperwork in and they selected our little book. And from that comes everything you see here today, our podcast, our Spotify, everything we are today is because of this one little book. And if we had uh, any doubt or listened to anyone's doubt, we would know we're capable of. So sometimes you have to do what it is you want to do and you got to put the doubt aside because you would never be able to accomplish something that you had no idea that you could accomplish. And it's just doubt is the killer of dreams. And we have to stop allowing people to tell us what to do. I mean, who the, who, who the heck are they to tell us, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that? Why? Why not? And you know, the funny thing is, Shira, as you and I have been on this journey we've been on, and let me tell you guys, I have to fess up a little bit here. I was a bit of a doubter, and I didn't have full, I didn't have full confidence in myself. And I met this energetic lady who God put in my life for us to do big things, and we're doing them. And she said, why not, Bill? Why not? Listen, you've got all this background, all this experience. Let's do it. Let's see how it turns out. No high expectations. And by the way, the key word she mentioned was we were selected for the Library of Congress. We were chosen. They don't know us. They've never seen us. They've never met us. We submitted our work, and it was accepted, and it's now housed with great literary works which will stand long after she and I are gone. Yeah. Because we have faith. Yeah. We believed in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if you don't think you can, you're right. If you don't think you can, you're right. You have to believe in yourself. And it's funny how those closest to us seem to be the ones that want to give us a friendly advice, yeah. but seem to doubt us. And they, they cloak it in the realm of protection, but it's negativity we found. Like, well, you guys are kind of small time. Why are you guys reaching so high? Why not? Why shouldn't we? Yeah. Why shouldn't we? And, you know, after we had, uh, when the book came out, she said, well, Bill, you know, we need a book launch. <laughs> the book won't sell itself. Yeah. You've got a lot of friends. I said, oh, she I don't know if people are going to come. She said, Bill, they'll come. Mm-hmm. And again, the influence of her positivity, her outlook, her optimism is slowly wearing off on this, this old horse. And... We had us, it was a smash, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was a huge success at a restaurant. It yeah. was overflowing. We had over 70 people attend our book launch yeah. with yeah. just about a few weeks' notice. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. from there, we were a very popular, popular booth at the all the bodybuilding events in South Florida. We had biggest, best <laughs> yeah. booth there. We had more visitors and people stopped by to check out our little book. And we didn't stop there, guys. We went into keychains. We went into T-shirts. We wrote another book on a training law. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there's no stopping you if you believe in yourself and put doubt aside. Like Sheila said, doubt is the killer of dreams. Yes. And, and if you have doubt, you're never going to give 100%. And that's not just in business, right, Sheila? Yeah. That's in your relationships with people. That's in the confidence in yourself. And, and, you know, at my age, I'm, I'm a little older, and I'm thinking, well, you know, I've kind of lived a good life, you know, I'm, I might kind of ride off into the sunset. And she said, Bill, you've got a lot more to offer. Yeah. You have so much more to give. And, and together, you know, I believe, Bill, you and I can do some great things. We already have. And she was right. She was on the money, and she really transformed my thinking. And, you know, now with our podcast, which has been 
very successful so far, and we're doing great, and we're, we're thrilled with what we're doing. I've had guys, I've had some naysayers, well, you know, Bill, how long do you think that's going to last? Or, or how much money do you think you're going to make? Or, you know, and again, it's cloaked in innuendo. I hear this, you know, how, you know, how, this is going to be temporary for you guys, right? You're kind of, this is a lot. What, why do they think that way? And why should we not feel we're going to be hugely successful? But you know what, Bill? The, the part of that that I really just, it just really bugs me, is the part where people feel like they can come and tell you that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, what happened to the days when we just, we accepted what the person was going to do, and we kind of kept our, you know, our, our feelings to ourselves. What's the saying? If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything. Don't say anything. And we're, we're already in the process of this podcast. We already have a studio. We already have all the things that we're doing now. How dare you come and tell us, negative, what you think? And why do we have to tell you how much we think we're going to make or, or what the goal is? Who are you? For us to give you any kind of information about that. Because the more information you give people, the more they feel like they can give their input. And guys, let me tell you a little lesson Shira and I learned. Okay? And you know we're 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 young, trusting people and we're you know, we were just getting started and you know, we asked you know, we mentioned to people what we're doing and what we found is suddenly they feel well now we didn't ask for their advice. But now they feel free to give it, don't they? Mm-hmm. And and we didn't ask them for advice yeah. or what to do. We simply said, well, we're going to get into this. Well, you know you should. Yeah. We didn't ask. You know, it was unsolicited. And where they feel that they can tell you what to do or how to do it, again, like she said years ago, I don't know when that changed, but years ago you would just say, well, good luck, Mike. I hope that's great. That's a great idea. I hope that yeah. goes well for you. Yeah. Instead of, and it's a subtle kind of bashing. It's a subtle kind of raining on our parade. And, you know, like she was said, people don't have the right to do that. They really don't. If anything, they should you know, uh, encourage and embrace, which she and I try to do with others and what their efforts are and what they're doing. You know, we're having a time of our lives. We're creative. We're energetic. We know we're making an effect with people. We love what we're doing. And yet there's those that say, well, Bill, You've never done this kind of thing before. You know, how long do you think it's going to last? Don't worry about me. Don't take my inventory. I'm having a time of my life. And by the way, do you know that Sheer and I have a book of the Library of Congress? What what have you done lately? What have you done lately? Exactly. But also, not just just one. We have the My Journey with Iron, and we have Your Journey Training Log. You go right into the Library of Congress, and it's on the shelf right now. And this comes from two nobodies, right? Two people who are just in the world. We're not a celebrity. We're not famous. We're just two people that came together and wrote a book. And for some great reason, the library kind of decided, let's have these two in the library. So it's not like we're trying to, you know, be cocky or anything, but it's, it's, it's the fact that we didn't have, we didn't bribe them. We just decided, let's see what this little book can do. Let's see what our work can do. And because our work was really good, that's why they selected us. So if we had any doubt, that would never, ever happen. If we listened to anyone, that would never happen. And we would not know what we are capable of. And that is why doubt kills everything. Because you don't realize what you're capable of. And for Bill, for, for you to be the age that you are, you worked your entire life. 
and now it's time for you to have fun. So if you want to have a podcast, if you want to run off to Timbuktu and, and, and live in the wild, and you should be able to do whatever you want to do without anybody's doubt. You worked hard. You, you've lived your life. You've saved your money. You've done everything you, you wanted to do. And so far, you said to yourself, you know what? I, I probably could be a, a podcaster. Maybe I could, you know, discover another part of myself. And that's what doubt does not allow you to do is to discover another part of yourself. And we have to keep growing. In life, you never stop learning. You never stop growing. So why allow someone's doubt to stop you from doing that? Enjoy your life. You only have one. Trust me. I know. There's something about human nature that, well, you, you know, don't do too well. Don't succeed too far. Don't get too famous. And you wonder, why is that? Why wouldn't you, if you're my dear friend, why wouldn't you want the very best for me? What, what's, what's your motivation? Why don't you want me to do my best? And, and you put that under the cloak of advisement, but we see through it. We see through the message. So again, those naysayers, we've learned to avoid them. Sure, we're cordial. Hi, how are you? But we've also learned not to tell them our plans. Anything. You don't you tell see them us when you see And us. you know what? Yeah, you'll see the work. The more you tell people before it's completed or done, yeah. the more ammunition they have, and the more they can say, oh, see, I knew that wasn't going to work out yeah. for him. At times I've been a little naive, and I think everybody's got my best interest. Everybody wishes the best for me. Not everybody. Not everybody. So it's better to lay low, keep your head down, do the work, and the work will speak for itself. Don't let anyone influence your dreams or what you want to do. If you want to do it, so be it. If it doesn't work out perfectly, so what? You tried. You got in the arena and gave it a shot. And hold your head high. And you know what else? We've learned. You don't have to say yes all the time. Yeah. Learn to say no. Shira and I live by these three. Dare, defy, and shine. (laughs) And we do. And we're happy with ourselves because we don't compromise. Follow your heart. Follow your dreams. And don't let anyone crush them because you're the one that's going to feel it in the end. Yeah, we have a great friendship and I really do wish that everyone can have a great friendship like we do. And a lot of people are not going to understand this, but so what? <laughs> Who that's cares? okay too. <laughs> that's okay too. Yeah. Ultimately, please that person in the mirror and that's how you'll get the most out of your life. Well, thank you for tuning in to A Dose of Uncommon. And you don't want to miss next week's episode because, of course, we're going to be there. (laughs) So don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. And thank you guys for watching. And always stay in common. Don't try to fit into anyone's mold or box or anything. Just be yourself like Bill and I. Yeah, that's right. So that's our advice this week. Thanks so much for joining with us. We'll see you next time. Bye.